Thanks, guys. Hey, good morning, everyone. What's up? Every time uh, Donna leaves the house to go uh, play golf, I tell her this. I always say, hey, don't embarrass me. And this morning she told me, okay, don't embarrass me. But as I was uh, preparing for this morning, my prayer was, uh, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to you. And so even though uh, we kid each other about embarrassing each other when we go out and play golf or speak, my prayer is that I don't embarrass God when I speak. This is a fun, um, this was a fun week for me because I got to dive deep into uh, a, a subject that, that Pat wanted me to talk on. It was the name of God, and it was the, the name of God that he himself said, and I loved uh, reading about it. Our scripture this morning is going to be found in Exodus 3, will be in Exodus 3, and it's a story that you're familiar with. Uh, the pastor's gone over it before. We're going to dive a little bit deeper and just focus on the name that God said he is. This is a great um, name to reflect on. It's a great name to say. It's hard to describe, isn't he? He's, he's just indescribable. Um, by his own word, he says there is none above him. And he said there's none beside him. Because there's none that is his equal. Um, life starts and ends with him. By his own word, he said he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the creator of every star, every molecule, and every living creature. He's the author of every song and every melody. His word says that all things were made, for him, made by him and for him, and, and by his own word, he holds all things together. He's above the angels in heaven and every demon in hell. He moves mountains and oceans, winds and clouds by his command. What I love about God is he does as he pleases. He creates constantly beauty and life. Every breath is orchestrated by him, and he knows every thought, and he's the only one that can read your mind. He never sleeps. He has the power to make time stand still. And his name, by his own admission, is complete, whole, and lacks nothing. Moses introduces us because he asked what his name is. And in the Bible prior to this, they just called him the Lord God. And so they just attributed a name to God. But we pick up our story with Moses. He is now um, about 40 years old. And he's, um, he was born 
and raised in a palace. He was a Hebrew, but he was, in, he was raised in an Egyptian home. And, and when he was about 40 years old, he saw some, um, something happen between two Hebrews. And um, actually he saw a, an Egyptian beating a Hebrew and he killed the Egyptian and he, and he hid his body. Well, Pharaoh found out about it and now Moses is on the run. He's 40 years old and raised in a, in a palace and now he goes to the land of Midian and begins what I would think is just an ordinary life. He works for his father-in-law Jethro and how do we know that? We're going to read about that in just a minute. The word says that. And he's got a couple of kids and he's just out, just, he's just out tending the flock. So if you have your Bibles, open them to Exodus 3, verse 1. Now Moses was pasturing the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst, from, from the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight, why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. Then he said, Do not come near me. Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place you are which you are standing is holy ground. Verse 6, and he said also, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters for I am aware of their sufferings. One of the things that I learned this week is that we think that God doesn't know our sufferings and our afflictions, but he does know. He's always known. And we think sometimes that we don't, um, that he doesn't, he doesn't know how, what we're going through, but he does. So I've come down, verse 8, so I've come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. And now behold, the cry of the sons of Israel has come to me furthermore. I have seen the oppression which the Egyptians are oppressing them. In verse 10, and I wrote in my Bible, um, well, I'll tell you that in a minute. Therefore, come now, and I will send you to Pharaoh, so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. You know, in my Bible years ago, I wrote, God sends us through Pharaohs to our blessing. And sometimes we have to go through some of the hard things in life. And so did the, so did the Hebrews, because they had to go through Pharaoh to get their blessing. 
And that um, is true today. Sometimes the, the blessings that are on the other side of whatever you're going through, you have to go through Pharaoh to get there. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with you, and this shall be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God at this mountain. It's kind of funny, isn't it, that he's going to send him back and then bring them back to worship God at the very place. Then Moses said to God, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel. I shall say to them, The God of your fathers has sent to me. Now they may say to me, What's his name? What's his name? What shall I tell them? Verse 14. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent you. The most fundamental thing that can be said about God is that he is. I am that I am. He is. He's dynamic and he self-exists. For me, the most staggering thing to my imagination is that he simply is from all eternity. I have tried since I was a little boy to think about that. What was before God? It was always God. Stop just for a moment and try to think about what was before God. You can't do it. Just let that sink in for just a second that He's always existed. Always. This I am that I am is the ultimate reality to sovereign freedom. Exodus, thir Exodus 33, 19. Is that up somewhere? I want to read it. Exodus 33, 19, he will proclaim his name and be gracious and compassionate to who he wants. I'm just glad that I know a God that does what he wants. He's compassionate and he's merciful to the people he wants. I am that I am makes choices on the basis of his own infinite wisdom. I know for me, I've always tried to help God um, out uh, a bunch in my life. Tried to help him out with some of his wisdom. But he doesn't need me, and he doesn't need you. He makes choices on basis of his own wisdom. I am that I am is self-determined. Like I said, he just does what he wants. I am that I am means he is omnipotent. Omni meaning all and potent authority. He has all authority. 
Because I am that I am means that he was there in the beginning of your life that you probably don't remember. But maybe you're thinking about the end of your life. But he'll be there to meet you in the end. He says by his own admission, he's the Alpha and the Omega. I am that I am is separate. And we call him holy. Holy means separate. Above anything that is common in our ordinary world, he's uncommon. He's separate. He is the great I am and he declares, you shall worship no other God. It's one of the commandments. You shall have no other gods before me. Verse 15. And God furthermore said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial name to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me saying, I am indeed concerned about you and what you have done in Egypt. So I said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanite and the Hittite and the Amorite and the Perizzite and the Hivite and the Jebusite to the land flowing with milk and honey. And they will pay heed to what you say. And you with the elders of Israel will come to the king of Egypt and you will say to him, the Lord, the God of Hebrews, has met with us. So now, please let us go a three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I know that the king of Egypt will not permit you to go except under compulsion. Verse 20. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all of my miracles which I shall do in the midst of it. And after, he, and after that, he will let you go. And I will grant these people favor in the sight of, of the Egyptians. And it shall be that when you go, you will not go empty-handed. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor and the woman who lives in her house articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing. And you will put them on your sons and on your daughters. Thus you will plunder the Egyptians. I always... In my, my notes I, I put in here, and they're going to use that same gold uh, for the temple. wonder where they got the gold. God uh, provided it for them. Here's my takeaway. Before there was a Methodist, a Baptist, Presbyterian, a Catholic. Before there was day and night oceans and stars and before there was your mom or your dad before there was a sun to shine or a moon to reflect it before there were voices to praise him and hands to clap for him he came from no mother and no father he was not created he simply is. He was not voted in. 
and he can't be voted out. He calls himself, I am that I am. The oldest psalm is Psalms 90, verse 2. Let me read it for you. Psalm 90, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were born, or thou didst give birth to the earth and to the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Stop and think just for a second. There's nothing that compares to him. Nothing. And he exists, he's existed for eternity. This same God offers that same eternity to us when we acknowledge him and believe in him. I am that I am. He doesn't even need a name. We attribute names to him. But he says by his own word who he is. He simply is. Thank you for allowing me to be with you this morning. Thank you for sharing um, the word with you. I want you to know that, that um, he loves you. And he wants you to know that he is and he will always be. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you.